Dying in the Post-War World 1. Life was pretty much perfect. I had a brand new brown brick G.I. Bill bungalow in quietly suburban Lincolnwood. Peggy, my wife since December of last year, was ripely pregnant. I'd bribed a Northside car dealer into getting one of the first new Plymouths, and I'd just moved the A-1 detective agency into the prestigious old rookery building in the Loop. True, business was a little slow. A good share of A-1's trade over the years has been divorce work, and nobody was getting divorced right now. It was July of 1947, and former soldiers and their blushing brides were still fucking, not fighting. But that would come. I was patient. In the meantime, there were plenty of credit checks to run. People were spending dough, chasing after their post-war dreams. Sunlight was filtering in through the sheer curtains of our little bedroom, teasing my beautiful wife into wakefulness. I was already up. It was a quarter to eight, and I tried to be into work by nine. When you're the boss, punctuality is optional. I was standing near the bed, snugging my tie, when Peg looked up at me through slits. I put the coffee on, I said. I can scramble you some eggs if you like. Fancier than that, you're on your own. What time is it? She sat up. The covers slid down the slope of her tummy. Her swollen breasts poked at the gathered top of her nightgown. I told her the time, even though a clock was on the nightstand nearby. She swallowed thickly, blinked. Peg's skin was pale, translucent. A faint trail of freckles decorated a pert nose. Her eyebrows were thick, her eyes big and violet. Without makeup, her dark brown curly locks a mess, seven months pregnant. First thing in the morning, she was gorgeous. She, of course, didn't think so. She had told me repeatedly for the last two months, when her pregnancy had begun to make itself blatantly obvious, that she looked hideous and bloated. Less than ten years ago, she'd been an artist's model. Just a year ago, she'd been a smartly dressed young businesswoman. Now, she was a pregnant housewife, and not a happy one. That was why I'd been making breakfast for the last several weeks. Out in the hall, the phone rang. I'll get it, I said. She nodded. She was sitting on the bed, easing her swollen feet into pink slippers, a task she was approaching with the care and precision of a bomb squad guy removing a detonator. I got it on the third ring. This is Heller, I said. Nate, uh, this is Bob. I didn't recognize the voice, but I recognized the tone. Desperation, with some despair mixed in. Uh, Bob? Uh, Bob Keenan, the tremulous voice said. Oh, Bob. And I immediately wondered why Bob Keenan, who was just a passing acquaintance, would be calling me at home first thing in the morning. Keenan was a friend and client of an attorney I did work for, and I'd had lunch with both of them at Binion's, around the corner from my old office on Van Buren, perhaps four times over the past six months. That was the extent of it. I hate to bother you at home, but something, something awful's happened. You're the only person I could think of who can help me. Can you come straight away? Uh, Bob, do you want to talk about this? Not on the phone. Come right away. Please? That last word was a tortured cry for help. I couldn't turn him down. Whatever was up, this guy was hurting. Besides which, Keenan was well off. He was one of the top administrators at the Office of Price Administration. So there might be some dough in it. 
Sure, I said. I'll be right there. He gave me the address of his home, and I wrote it down and hung up. Went out in the kitchen where Peg sat in her white terry cloth bathrobe, staring over her black coffee. Uh, can you fix yourself something, honey? I asked. I'm going to have to skip breakfast. Peg looked at me hollow-eyed. I want a divorce, she said. I swallowed. Uh, well, maybe I do have time to fix you a little breakfast. She looked at me hard. I'm not kidding, Nate. I want a divorce. I nodded, sighed, and said, we'll talk about it later. She looked away, sipped her coffee. Let's do that, she said. I slipped on my suit coat and went out into the bright, sunny day. Birds were chirping. From down the street came the gentle whir of a lawnmower. It would be high.